Welcome to another episode of the AE Podcast. Today we are going to be talking about some popular conspiracy theories and our opinions on them. Um, also, just a little disclaimer here because some of these topics are kind of sensitive. Some include terrorism, murder, and just some things that might screw with your brain a little too much. So, yeah. But without further ado, let's get into it. I'm Jude. This is your second host, Matt. Oh, he's your third host, Leo. And uh, let's just get into the theories. Okay, so I'll be starting first. So, for my conspiracy theories, I'm going to talk about colors. Colors, damn. Damn, bro. So, like, colors is not that big, right? Like, you guys don't think about it too much. It's just, like, something you look around and see and visualize. Mm -hmm. So, like, we're taught that certain color is called red, right? Yeah. Yeah. But is that actually red? Like, do we all see it as red? I mean, yeah, that's, like, kind of valid because there's no actual way to prove that our brains are the exact same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we can, yeah. If we want to go beyond that, we all could um, just take in reality in different ways. Like, yeah. we could, the way I see the shape, the color, just the dimensions of everything yeah. could be different for everyone and no one would ever know. Yeah, exactly, because exactly. we call all the same thing anyways. Yeah, and exactly, like, just, it's so hard to just fathom but just think about, let's say, let's say me for example. I see in the fourth dimension. I don't understand sound, but I get that information another way. Mm. Just everything could be completely different. Yeah. That's kind of what I meant when something might be too difficult for your brain in this podcast. Right. So to say that we're all colorblinds. Okay. Yeah. We're all oh, colorblind. We all see color differently. Yeah, we all see colors like, differently. Yeah. No, but how do they know someone is actually colorblind? Because think about it, like, obviously a doctor can say, oh, or, like, an optometrist can say, like, oh, you know, you're colorblind. You can't tell, like, green, um, red and green apart. Yeah. Um, but, like, what if that's the norm? Like, it's just we're all... It was just, like, normal for them to see, like, red as green and green as red. Exactly, because if we can't tell the difference between what we see, yeah. how are we sure that they can't see the difference between those two things? That's exactly like, that's why Mark Zuckerberg actually made Facebook blue, or meta, I guess now, because he's yeah. colorblind. Wait, he, like, wait. that red and green thing. I don't know if that's a myth, but that's, um, that's what I've heard. Oh, I didn't, it's I it's didn't pretty know interesting. That's cool. Wait, do you guys know the game Telephone? Telephone, yeah. Yeah. You know Telephone? Mm-hmm. So, no? like, uh, so you get in, like, a circle with a oh, bunch of people, and you say a word into their your USB. It goes, yeah. Oh, see how yeah, distorted yeah. it gets. Okay, yeah. no. So, to summarize your, your point on um, Telephone, it's when like one person tells another person a message and by the time it reaches the last person in line it's could be the same or completely different right yeah and but instead of a message it's perception of colors yeah Yeah, what if like thousands of years ago they meant different things right and then just as they were telling the stories and along this time it just got more and more distorted exactly like the logo of our club right is green Yeah. yeah But when we are young, we're taught that that is green. But is it really that green? What if, like, to you, that's actually yellow? It's just yeah. like, you, we all call it green. Exactly. It, it looks yellow to our But what if, if we get an even deeper into this, what if it's not green or yellow? What if it's a color I can't comprehend, but you see as an everyday color? What if it's some color that I can't fathom? What if, what if it is a texture and not a color? What if you can feel it? Feel it? Can you yeah, feel it? Everyone senses something differently, but they all know 
or think that everyone thinks it's the same, right. then no one senses anything differently. Exactly. That's true. Um, this is what I think about it and I also shout out to me for making that dope logo. Yeah, shout out. Oh, yeah. You're different. No, but that's just crazy. That's that's what that's why I have to take melatonin every night. I cannot sleep. It's okay. I, I oh yeah, actually I like used to always take melatonin. But I stopped because like I don't sleep anymore. I can't sleep without it, man. Oh really? And we've had these two days off, um, from school and I track my sleep on my phone because it just kinda like auto does that. Mm-hmm. And I like had six and a half hours of sleep for both of those nights. Wow. Uh Sick. Cause I've just been like hanging out or doing something like this, mm-hmm. but I, I can't. I'm. That's not all the blame. I also kind of stay up as well. Yeah. Okay. So another huge difference is that some people might see a color as more vibrant, mm-hmm. while others see it as more muted. Okay. Let me explain. It's just not just about how we see colors. It's like how our experience shape our perception of them. For example, someone who grew up in a cold climate might see the color blue as warmer than someone who grew up in a hot climate. Mm-hmm. But like, why would that happen in the brain? Like, wouldn't you think that if they were in a cold climate, it would be a colder thing? Because when they see blue, it's like cold water or something. Yeah. But they live in a cold climate, so it's they're used to it. Mm. Yeah, so it, when they think of that color blue, that fake one is warm to them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, and then if it's, if it's like they see a hot color, then they feel that as cold because they're already used to them. Yeah. Yeah, because something like if they're trying to think of something more vibrant, they think of something hot or cold in the opposite direction, like yeah. more fake. Yeah, exactly. Damn. I mean, the, just the human brain and just different areas, like people sneeze in different areas, like those regional sneezes. Apparently, like cows, like moo differently around the world. It's kind of funny. How does that work? I don't even just regional moods because that kind of it's like an accent for that cow if you think about it because they're from different areas they've evolved <laughs> to like moo differently. Yeah, that's good. That's actually good. But like when you think about a dog barking, it kind of just all sounds the same. But like think if there's like different dog accents, right? Oh, Maybe it's just like the pitch. I don't know. Like they some dogs like bark in like weird ways. Because no, like I, I think dogs bark differently. Yeah, like, different dogs. They all have general types of barks, which kind of makes sense if they all speak the supposed same language. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, do you think dogs, like, speak to each other in different languages? My dog, he's he's kind of, like, a recluse. Like, we got him during, um, like, COVID. He's a pandemic pup. So, when we got him, he didn't see as many people, so now he's, like, more aggressive towards people that aren't the family. Same. Literally same. And, um, since he's an Australian Shepherd, he, like, herds the family. So if we're going on a walk, he'll turn back every single time just like wow. every few seconds he's turning back to make sure the people behind him are um still there he has like anxiety he gets like so nervous and it, let's say um my dad goes into a like starbucks or something and i'm waiting outside with the dog he's just gonna start barking and whining and crying really loudly um and then when my dad gets back say it's been like five minutes have you seen those videos of like the war veterans coming home and the dogs oh, yeah. that's, that's like my dog after two of seeing you like he's so it's just so funny wait wait how dogs see time is different so when you're away from home for seven hours like for school right like for dogs it could be a week or something seven times yeah exactly yeah well they can kind of sense when you're getting back because apparently your scent fades yeah but what i was trying to get to is that my dog because we were just talking about like do dogs communicate to each other he since he's kind of like he doesn't really like uh, other humans too much he doesn't really like really playful dogs as well because he's just kind of a grumpy guy. Mm-hmm. Like he's he just he's also kind of chubby, so he just it's like fat, 
grumpy little guy that's like just annoying in every aspect. He's very cute though. Um, so when other dogs come up to him, he never lets them sniff his butt, but always sniffs theirs. So I don't know if he's just like a pervert or something. <laughs> he's just dominant. Yeah, n I don't know if he's dominant. He doesn't cock his leg when he pees. Like he just pees like a girl. Is that a sign? <laughs> like we, we we had him neutered because that was in the contract with the breeder. But like he still humps. I don't know what he's trying to do. I was doing push-ups the other day and this and man yeah, just he, he mounts on my arm. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> But I don't, I don't know if dogs can communicate, because when it does come to my dog, Barley, he, I don't know, when it comes to other dogs, I feel like they don't have a spoken or, like, barked language. They kind of just have, like, body language, because we went on a trip to Kelowna a while ago with some family friends, and they have a dog that's um, maybe six years old. Like, she's not too old, but... She's significantly older than Barley, and at, at the time, Barley's a new dog, like, one year old. Mm -hmm. So, we're staying at this, like, Airbnb, and so, entire week we're there. But, like, he's a, he gets eventually used to, like, the other people and kind of takes them into the family. Obviously, since he, obviously since he's done, dumb, he kind of just forgets about them as soon as we left the trip and barks at them now. But he kind of accepted them, but with, but with the other dog... He kind of just, he was just annoying because she'd like to eat her dinner slowly and then she'd um, bite the placemat that it was over it and put it over the dinner plate so that she'd come back to it. And so Barley, when she wasn't there, would like move the little um, tray lid and then eat all of her food and then leave. And so at the end of the week, he's just, something snaps and she starts chasing him around, just barking at him and he is terrified. It's like this old... It's like this old woman, like four times his age, was just chasing him in laps around this table. It was hilarious, but you could just see the terror in his eyes. That's crazy. So I don't know if she could communicate to him with like words or barks, but I think she understood that she didn't like him and that he understood he was scared. Yeah, so in the end of the day, I don't even know if dogs have a verbal language or with barking or whatever, but I do know that they can definitely understand each other because you you'd have to be there to see how terrified he was but he could definitely understand how angry she was oh yeah that's like basically the same thing as humans like humans we see colors differently and also dogs i don't know about much about dogs but i think they understand different kind of barking and how they like different bark means and yeah that's basically the end of my theories so leo what's yours okay so I'll be talking about the death of Elisa Lam. So a bit of background on her. So she actually uh, studied at UBC. And then she... Wait, actually? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Vancouver? Yes. Yeah, UBC, like UBC. right here. Yeah. Oh. So basically, she she was on a trip to California. And she booked into the Cecil Hotel. And this hotel has like a wide history of just murder, death, suicide, all that. Ah, uh, lovely. Yeah. And, and which city in California is this? Uh, Los Angeles. I like that. I mean, if GTA is based there, you know, it's kind of bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. But she is, she also had um, bipolar disorder. What's that? Uh, bipolar disorder? It's like... Like bipolar, like, yeah. it's like Kanye has it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's like they, um, they have, like, very deep mood swings, so they'll either be really happy and then they can swing to either really mad or really depressed. Uh, um, sometimes I, I, I know it's not really a joking matter, but sometimes I say my dog has it because he gets really excited and then he gets really angry. Uh, but yeah, go on. So basically on her trip, um, every day, she would check in with her parents because her parents were always very worried about her for some reason. 
No, because she had re- she had recently had like a psychotic breakdown, yeah, so exactly. they didn't want her to go on this trip. So they may they're like, fine, if you do go, check up with mm-hmm. us. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. and then so on the day before she was gonna leave, her parents didn't hear back from her. So then after uh, she called, they called that LAPD, and then she was missing for at least two weeks. Wait, why? Because they couldn't find her yeah, body. They just couldn't, like before she was gonna check out, she didn't check in with her parents. Oh. She disappeared. She never checked out, right? Yeah, she never checked. And then two weeks later, the guests in the hotel were confused because the water... They were turning on the faucets yeah, it was and it was like black. brown. It was literally black, yeah. 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 So then they called up uh, the front desk and then they went and investigated the water tanks and her body was decomposing. Which is kind of, like, that's obviously like really messed up as it is, but the fact that those people, um, they before it. they were even actually complaining about it, were drinking just yeah. almost just body tea. Exactly. Like... Uh, I know it's exactly. terrible. But how did she die? Okay, like, yeah. See, this is what I'm going to go into. But there's many theories, and one of the theories is that she's based on her mental disorders. And then, uh, oh, it was had, like she, yeah, she did something to herself. And then she wanted to kill herself. And then so then she climbed into the water tank and then just drowned herself. Wait, like water tank has like a bathtub or like? Uh, it's, no, it's, it's like, like a. Hu- it was a huge thing on top of the building. Like you know how in like the cartoons they have those like big towers with. Oh the yeah, 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 yeah. It was just on the roof of the hotel. Oh, that's okay. But the main reason that theory is like, well, that's like that's actually the main theory that the, they believe that that's how she died. But it's crazy how like a small small woman like her like she can't like she can't get it. Like she had to like lift it up and it's like really heavy. So that's mm. why it's like, it's a little. But it's this is it's like the case is still horror. And they haunted? So yeah, like, they don't know how she got into the, yeah, the tank. Yeah. Well, they yeah, did yeah. actually have some elevator footage um, from the day before she went missing. So she ran into the elevator and she was like, looked like she was hiding in very panicked state. And so it was almost like she was running from someone, but this obviously could be a psychotic break or it could be someone was like trying to kill her. Because I, I don't know, but did they, like obviously they wouldn't have found any DNA on the body because it had been decomposing for a while and um, they would have probably caused someone with that, but did they find any like signs of struggle on her? No, there's uh, there's no signs of foul play. But that's one of the other theories that someone did uh, try to kill her and then they threw her body in the water thing, But that's that that theory has been uh, disclosed. And like debunked. Yeah. Like have they closed the case and just conf- no? It's, yeah. it's still open. Damn, that's just kind of creepy that just something like that can happen and it can't be solved because that's a lot of grief for the family like you obviously want closure it's gonna hurt it's gonna sting have you guys seen the elevator video no i've seen it it's it's, it's, it's unsettling it's so unsettling yeah and another theory is that she was playing the elevator game you guys know what that is no Wait, what is that so the elevator game is basically um you'll go in the elevator with at least 10 floors and then you press every button uh-huh. at least once and then it's just like it just keeps going up and down and eventually when you hit one of the floors, I don't, I'm not exactly sure which one it is, but it's like then you transport it to another dimension. It's what? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, a th- I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's some like Korean folklore. Um, it's just like, so, and then basically it's, well, the theory is saying that like the, in the video, you see her like making a lot of hand gestures and she's like pressing a lot of the buttons. And she goes outside and she's talking to someone. She steps out of the elevator and then she just sees her like talking to someone with her hands. What? And basically, it, like the, the elevator game is that when you step out into the under the dimension, there's gonna be a woman, and then you can't talk or speak to her or she die. Mm. Oh, and she would have been miming with the hands to communicate exactly. without yeah. speaking. Yeah, exactly. That's why we don't see anything because only she sees it. Cause she's playing the elevator. Yeah. Game. yeah. So maybe it's like, it's 
it's similar to this there's this thing if you look at yourself in the mirror for like 10 15 minutes you'll start to see things yeah. it has to be in like dim lighting and so you're playing a trick on your own brain to see like demonic and scary things that scare you it's like a real thing you know, like look it up try it. <laughs> i'm not taking a shower today with candles maybe it's like playing a trick on your brain just the rhythm of like moving up and down in the elevator eventually when you go out to that like supposed other dimension because if you see her talking to that nothing maybe she actually saw something and it wasn't a different dimension and it was just a psychological trick like i like to believe in um haunted stuff but personally i i i'm very science-based so mm-hmm. i kind of believe that could be something like that but mm. at the end of the day i i always originally before you mentioned that there was um no foul play like found i always thought that she actually had been killed because that's kind of what i was under the impression of because it's like you said, she was a small woman, so it'd be very hard to lift that probably few hundred pound cap of the water tank. So I looked at some of the photos from the case, and it was the police removing the lid of the tank. But what I actually saw is it was a hatch, like a little trapdoor looking thing. So it it made like a spaceship. You mean? Yeah, like a, just a little like trapdoor, like yeah. going in some secret like basement bunker, right? Yeah. So that like she could have easily lifted that. I feel like anyone really could have, because that's not like she had to lift the whole lid. So, but still, if she did want to kill herself going in there kind of a mystery but if she wasn't in the right mind that kind yeah. of makes up that's, that's crazy wait so is the hotel haunted in the okay. first place so basically the Cecil hotel um has like a, i was talking about it had a, a history of murders and oh. do you guys know the serial killer uh, richard ramirez richard ramirez yeah, yeah the night stalker yeah the night stalker so he murdered like a bunch of women in that hotel exactly and then basically i'm i i didn't research much about this topic exactly but this was just like maybe like 30 years before this happened and then it just it just had like this hotel has like a reputation of um being haunted and being like filled with and i i think it wasn't a sketchy area of the town so the suicides yeah. were mainly just like people that had lost a lot of money and they yeah. just yeah because like, it was in a drug neighborhood yeah, yeah and stuff like that water. so and well maybe even if it was the drug neighborhood maybe she actually was on drugs yeah and um, that's why she was like very psychotic seeming in the elevator and talking to nothing and maybe she, I don't know, got some like brute strength from the drugs and climbed into the water tank thinking it was something else. But also, it's kind of interesting because from cause I like true crime, as you can kind of tell from my like knowledge in the topic. But I used to like look into like Richard Ramirez, and I never actually knew he went to that hotel. Like I knew he was in LA, but he mainly just broke into houses and like just killed people with yeah. machetes. But the hotel, I never knew that. So yeah, he, or maybe it was just the area, maybe not the hotel, yeah. but still. Do you guys want to see the video? Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it. Just... I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it in a while. I don't know what she's hunching over though. Like, it looks oh, like. She, a... Oh, she's pressing all the buttons. Yeah. Exactly. And and when she pushes to the side here, uh, like she some people, like she's hiding some people yeah, say yeah. she's like hiding. Yeah, she's. Is she looking for someone? Yeah, she's like peeking to see if someone's out there. Yeah, like right there, she's like clearly hiding. Why is the door not closing? Yeah, that's one of the things. Like, what? Maybe she's just not trying to close the door, or she's like holding the stay open. Like she's right here. Like look right here. Like, why is it? I look this way. What? She's talking to someone. I know. Yeah, I like. I saw this always. No, that is. Wait, what was the time? Uh, what? Yeah, you can't really What's tell the footage. What's that thing where like you start seeing things like? Sort of Hallucinations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Schizophrenia. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 
she uh, i mean if she was a paranoid schizophrenic uh, they might have known that because i don't know if it just starts randomly and after all this she walks away and then yes yeah, so that's what? like the last known footage of her yeah, there, right she dies after, after this. what also the autopsy they like tested a bunch of stuff but they just didn't have show any signs of anything well like i don't know if the drugs would still be in her system by then if she was was on any but it's not like the blood's been actively pumping but you know you think if you are gonna like kill yourself because either you're under the influence or you're having a psychotic breakdown you'd think it would be a lot easier to throw yourself from the building or since you're in like i don't know like america to go buy a gun or whatever or do something else but i mean if she is in either a psychotic break or in a state of psychosis um maybe that was logical to her and on to the final theory or theories of this video. Once again, another trigger warning, this one's not puppies anymore. We're on to 9-11. Now you probably already know about all of it, all the stuff about it, but I'm gonna give a quick rundown about the events. So September 11th, 2001, on a Tuesday morning around nine o'clock, the, I believe, South Tower was hit by a Boeing 737, and shortly after, um, the other tower was as well. Now, one after the other, they did collapse, and as well as that, I believe around the same time, one of the wings of the Pentagon was hit by another plane. And there was a fourth plane in Pennsylvania that um, fell down into a field. Now, um, some of the passengers that were on that plane called their family saying that they were going to overtake the hijackers who were a part of Al-Qaeda, um, ruled by Osama bin Laden. Um, and so they say they crashed into that field. And so, yeah, I mean, very brave of them. Um, but basically, so the U.S. demands to the Taliban that they hand over Osama bin Laden so they can try him because he takes credit for all these attacks. And so they say no, which results in the war on terror where France, um, U.S., U.K., uh, Canada, I believe it's those four, invade Afghanistan and some of the surrounding countries. Now, that's pretty much all that happened. The war on terror went for around 20 years and it only ended recently after Joe Biden uh, called it off and uh, Taliban took over um, Afghanistan again, but that's not what we're here to talk about. So there's a couple theories, and I'm going to start with the more obscure ones. Some like really hardcore theorists think aliens did it, but I mean, it, are aliens' first idea when they come to Earth just to commit terrorism? I mean, no, probably not. That theory is probably. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's that that's not very likely. This lady named Baba Vanga, I believe she was like um Bolivian woman. She lost her eyesight when she was very young due to like some fire. And so she kind of like tells fortunes. She's like some mysterious little old lady. And so in 1984, she said something along the lines of steel birds are going to attack America and there will be death and flames. So it's kind of vague, but some people say she predicted it. But she's also, she also predicted COVID apparently and all that. But they're all very vague statements and she's made predictions that weren't true. So I don't really know. Maybe she just wants extra money. Um, but there is kind of a serious theory that it was a missile that hit the Pentagon. Now this is because that there was only one camera recording the area of the Pentagon that was hit. Um, it was like just a parking camera or something. And the one frame where you can actually see the plane before it hits, it's just this like white tip of the plane. And it doesn't, it doesn't really line up. So some people are saying a missile was fired. And since it was only 2001, the quality was quite low. So you can't really tell what it is. But obviously the explosion happened. But now for some more serious ones as well. Flight 93, which is the one that crashed in Pennsylvania, a lot of people say it was shot down by the U.S. 
because while this was happening, because obviously the flight had been reported hijacked, so all the other flights had been grounded, the U.S. were loading up two F-16s and took, um, like, to take off and ram it. They didn't even get loaded up with guns. The idea was that one rammed the front and one rammed the back, causing it to spiral and land and blow up. But the they didn't even get um, in the air before the plane actually crashed. And also, I feel like they would have the right to actually crash that plane considering there are multiple terrorist attacks. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just a procedure, right? They, like, obviously they were doing this to save the, uh, save the cap the U.S. Capitol or the um, White House, which is where it was supposedly yeah. headed. It was never confirmed. So, I don't really know why they wouldn't take credit for that. Wasn't, wasn't it uh, taken down by civilians on the plane? Yeah, the civilians on the plane, they were able to overtake the terrorists because there weren't proper countermeasures in place, so the door was kind of flimsy, and they just kicked it down. So isn't that the reason that it crashed down? That's, that's the official reason, okay. and in this theory, some people say that it was shot down. And other people say that it was a fake plane that crashed there, and the real one landed in Ohio, and they killed all the other people. Don't laugh! <laughs> I know, yeah, only in Ohio, yeah, yeah. I see, I see you, man. No, but they say it landed somewhere in Ohio, and they just took everyone out. Okay? Um, so anyways... But I feel like if you're gonna, like, be all dirty about it, just crash the real plane. Don't take it to Ohio, because once it's in Ohio, it's out of your hands. Anyways, now for some more widespread theories. Now, steel melting point, which is the main supports of the building, um, is 1,510 degrees Celsius. And the jet fuel can burn from 420 to 800 degrees Celsius. Now, if you think about that, that doesn't really line up. When this plane obviously crashes into this building, it's gonna do some nice damage, but while the surrounding things burn and collapse, it's not gonna melt the steel bars, but what it is gonna do is severely weaken it to the point where they collapse. And a lot of people are saying, well, it collapsed inwards and downwards on itself, not on anything else, which is much similar to uh, demolition, like a supervised collapse. But what actually happened is, due to the supports melting, the floor kind of just like sagged down and pulled the rest of the walls inwards, causing a chain reaction which caused it to like crumple. Are you guys still laughing at the Ohio thing? <laughs> well, back to the actual topic at hand. But even though I've kind of just explained why mm. bombs weren't used to like collapse it in a way that a demolition would, yeah, these are some theories as to like how bombs were actually on the site. So, a lot of people say that the basement and bottom floor windows shattered first, and that's probably true because that was the most immense pressure down there. But a lot of people were saying rubble, and a lot of things were down at the lobby before the building even started collapsing. But, once again, that's kind of shot down by the fact that just there's elevator shafts, explosions and stuff that's going to come down there. But when the towers collapse completely downward, that's a sign of a thermite um, charge. And so this guy, he's a scholar at some university. No. I don't think it's Ohio, but I'll, I'll let you guys know. Um, it said that he had one of his like friends collect some smoke from that day, yeah. and so he took it into the lab to examine it, and he found red and white dust, um, red and white flecks, which mean iron or iron-rich microspheres, mm -hmm. which basically means that thermite was used in that smoke. But there's actually no way to say if that's smoke from that day because apparently this was just one of his friends that were sitting in her apartment on that day and just kind of had a glass jar on her window and closed it up after Damn. so she was in the area but there's no real way to confirm but also 
white smoke. There's a, there's some white smoke during the collapse, which also can confirm that there was thermite. And so when he pulls out some of the metal, which is the iron-rich microspheres, when the metal is molten, which couldn't actually happen, that that's another way for it to actually have created those microspheres. So the metal would have had to get molten to make the microspheres, or the red and white flecks would have been thermite. So one of the two isn't lining up. Yeah. But still, we don't know how to line up, um, like how to know if this is accurate. Anyways, so the guy that did this was actually pressured to retire from his job at the university because he kept publishing his papers on the school website. But, I mean, you don't really want one of your better-known scholars or um, professors just spitting out conspiracy theories. So maybe it wasn't the government. Anyway, so the owner of Tower 7, who was the owner of all the towers, he had a 99-year lease on the the, um, site, said on the phone, he was uh, on the phone to, like, the firefighter said, pull it meaning he he agreed to the quote detonate the bombs in the building because shortly after he had the fire team removed from building seven because obviously that had caught fire from just being around that yeah um it collapsed um like also like downwards on in itself but he um later said that when he said pull it he was just referring to get the firemen out of there it's not worth saving and um that they die if they were still in there oh also though in Tower 7, CIA and other, like, places of the law worked in that building, meaning there could have been evidence linking the attacks to the U.S., so that could have just been him cleaning it up. But there was also a a lot of investments in airliners right before 9-11 in the, like, surrounding few months, and the only way for them to make a profit would to have the value go down significantly. Yeah. So it's almost as if they knew. And, as, and the final point I have here is that the owner of the towers bought a terrorism coverage package prior to the attacks. Just by a few months, he just decided to get it. And he actually won $4.5 billion for those attacks. So even if it wasn't an American inside job, maybe he did it. Mm, that's crazy. I, I, like, I don't want to be like a tinfoil hat kind of person, but there's a lot of evidence here. But there's also a lot of things kind of shutting it down, though. But yeah, that'll uh, it kind of wraps up the podcast. That's it for this episode of the AE podcast on the conspiracy theory. We've explored some intriguing and often controversial theories, and it's important to remember to approach these subjects with a critical eye. Always do your research and seek out credible sources. Don't forget to ask questions, seek out multiple pers- perspectives, and challenge your own assumptions. Join us again next time as we delve into another fascinating corner of the world of conspiracy theories. Okay, I'd like to point out that that was written by an AI. Um, we're probably going to do an episode in the future about AI and robots and stuff, so we'll, we'll cover that. But that, that's pretty, it was pretty well written. But we do have some more upcoming great content. Um, the website's getting really close to being finished, and we're going to be having a new podcast out um, very soon after this one, interviewing some people with different perspectives about the world. And as well as that, make sure to check out the show notes because we'll be linking all the videos that have helped us take notes for all these stuff, including the elevator video. Anyways, make sure to check out all the other podcasts and yeah. You don't need it that close. It's really loud. <laughs> yeah. I mean, by the way, I already started recording. This I know. Let's cut it. We'll just pause for a second. Wait, so we say this? Yeah, just say that. Oh, you say that. Well, that's it for this episode of the cons. Okay, say of the AE podcast on conspiracy theory. You go, just say it. Okay.
Ohio, and they just took everyone out. But it's um, there's it's a whole thing. I'll explain after. Um, so anyways, but I feel like if you're gonna like be all dirty about it, just crash the real plane. Don't take it to Ohio, cause once it's in Ohio, it's out of your hands. I'll explain it to you after. Join us again next time as we delve into another fascinating corner of the world of conspiracy theories. Until then, you go. We go together. Stay vigilant and keep seeking the truth. <laughs>